0: This is the episode that all of you have been waiting for, and in your defense, this is a long overdue episode. I've been in this really cool season of just truly enjoying life and loving life and dating somebody and being in love and being super protective of that, but also really excited and navigating so many different emotions that I've hesitated to do a life update because I've just simply been busy and been really present in the moment, which is a cool place to be because I really spent my entire life not being super present until this last year. But I know that so many of you have been following along in this journey and this community is amazing and interconnected in all these different ways. And you, to be honest, you were there for me through my hardest times, I hit play on this podcast in September of 2021 and it was a really scary moment for me. It was a vulnerable moment of me being like, up until this time, I've tried to show up perfect and what you guys see on social media hasn't been what's going on in my life and I've hit a wall where I can no longer show up on social media the way that I had been. I think I had this fear that if I started to talk about things that were going on or things that I was struggling with that I wouldn't be seen as a mentor. And what's crazy is the exact opposite has happened. It's created so much deep connection and it's allowed so many women to talk about their story and show up as who they are and listen to this podcast and, and message and truly connect. It's, it's been the coolest thing to be able to face one of my biggest fears and have it work out in the best sort of way. So since I hit record on this podcast, we've been through breakups, we've been through moving across the country to a city where I knew nobody, my stuff disappearing. And then you really got to see me go through the thick of it, the hard times, the ugly cries, living out of a suitcase and on an air mattress, not knowing what was going to happen, and then navigating this huge season of growth where I had to let go of Anything that was you know, superficial and I just had to truly figure out who I was at 35 years old, which what a wild ride. Did I ever think that I'd had this absolute crumbling of my life at 34, 35? No, but it's the best thing that could have happened. I've said this a million times on the podcast, but when you lose it all, you gain the ability to build the most amazing life. And I remember the moment, actually my parents came into town in February of 2022 and they walked into my apartment. Again, my stuff wasn't here, living on an air mattress. And I just instantly started crying, just having my parents there having some sort of comfort. I felt like I had been by myself for two months. And it was a moment where, they really wanted me to stay in Denver, and I really wanted to go back to Michigan. Uh, there were a lot of reasons I shouldn't have ever gone back to Michigan, which I've talked about on this podcast, but you just want comfort. It's all, at, at that moment, all you want is comfort, and they they challenged me to stay, and that weekend, I decided... I'm not going to let this have the best of me anymore. I'm not going to let the hurt that I've been through, the heartbreak, the trauma, I'm not going to let that define me. I'm going to heal from that and I'm going to truly find who I am and I'm going to do it in this city. I'm going to be successful in this city where I know nobody and in that transition you were able to really see me start to connect with friends and you know, I almost had to date girls and go on coffee go out for coffee dates and meetups and networking groups to really find who was meant to be in my friend group and my support system and luckily I've been able to find just the most amazing women here in Denver to connect with and honestly It's helped my business so much. It's a big fear moving from a city where you're ultra connected like Detroit to moving to Denver where you know virtually nobody and it couldn't have worked out any better. I know moving isn't for everybody, but if you've been considering moving somewhere and you're scared to make the move or scared to make the jump, this is your sign. Girl, if I can get through every single hurdle that was thrown at me, you 100% can get through it. Get through whatever fear is holding you back from moving, moving your environment, moving a job, whatever it might be. I'm telling you to Just take the jump and the leap and do it because what happens after the fact, after the, look, the first three to six months are hard, but after that, it gets so much easier. So let's talk about business life and some shifts that are happening in business. And then let's talk about personal life because I know that is all you want to hear about. And I have a really cool story around manifesting and Max, who is the guy that I'm dating. So let's talk about business first, because look, when I moved here to Colorado, my business had really been the same setup it had been for a very long time. I had been doing one-on-one coaching in small groups for a while, and then I moved here and I knew I wanted to grow. I still wanted to keep my base of one-on-one in small group because that's what I love to do. I love to connect and help women and work individually with their bodies, mentally, physically, and emotionally to be able to see that growth. But I also knew that I wanted to grow and expand this community in a different way and i didn't really know what that was but when i moved there was so much change that at that point even though i had gotten comfortable with my whole entire life being uncomfortable my business like it, it's only me i'm the sole person paying the bills and making this happen and you know making everything work and i was so scared to make changes at that moment because i was scared it wouldn't work and i felt like there was so much in my life that wasn't working and there was so much unknown that that was very Comfortable for me. That was what was known. So I really stuck with my same business structure for a really long time. And over the last year, I've been able to see my platform grow immensely from, you know, the seven to 8,000 followers to over 20,000 followers, which has been so exciting because I've done it in a way that is authentic. Just posting reels, dancing, having fun, showing who I am has grown my platform more than anything else ever has. But what happens when you shift to a bigger platform is you have this whole community of women that you really want to be able to help and serve and you're not able to. I'm really, really protective of my time as a coach to understand that I wanna be able to give my all to my clients, which means I can only take on so many clients at once. I can't take on this big abundance of one on one clients and all these women in my small group. You know, I've been there before. I've been in the small groups where you sign on and there's like 40 women. And you're like, this isn't a small group. And that's why I kept mine at 10, maybe 12 at the most, because I want to be able to give that one on one individual service. But I got to this point a couple of months ago where I was like, this isn't, this is serving a certain group of women. But there are also all of these women that maybe one-on-one mentorship isn't their jam or maybe they're not able to or ready to commit to a 10-week coaching program yet. What about them? There's my podcast, which is a ton of free value, right? And then there's my programs. But what about the in-between? And so I came up with this amazing idea to create something for the in-between, that all women can be impacted. And I'm not gonna tell you exactly what that is yet because there's a whole podcast episode coming out on launching the name, which is in the process of getting trademarked, launching what it is, when you can sign up. And this is happening in the next like two weeks. And it's crazy sitting here saying this because I'm as I'm talking, I'm just picturing women all over the freaking country, all over the world, just being Part of this and being hype and having fun and showing who they are. And I picture us like dancing every single morning and you tagging me in your stories and creating a different path for health. That's my biggest goal is to change the conversation around health, not just for this generation, but for generations to come and understanding that that starts with us. It starts with us. I spent the last couple of months in you know health and wellness facebook groups and memberships and you name it and i genuinely wanted to pour sand in my eyes because it's the same things that we were still talking about in the early 2000s that gave us disordered eating and terrible body image it's the same rhetoric that we're using and i'm like this can't happen anymore i need to create something that there is a huge gap in this industry where this is needed and I get to be the one to lead the way, which is scary as hell, but I'm at a point where I'm ready for that because everything in my life feels like super settled down and I have this awesome foundation with everything else. So now I'm ready to take the risks with my business. But here's the thing, is I know this isn't a risk because I know it's needed. And so it sounds like a risk because there's nobody else out there doing it, but that's more proof that I'm the one that needs to be doing it. So make sure you go turn on those podcast notifications because this episode on what is happening is going to be launching next week, which is crazy. I am so ready to record it and tell you the story behind all of it. I sort of just prefaced the story a little bit, but I'm excited to tell you the story behind the name and what's going to be happening. And I'm really just excited for you to be a part of it. Oh, such big things are happening. Um, Okay, so that's the business recap, the business update for that. As far as my life update, life is really, really good. And I'm not sure I've ever said that. I'm sitting here with the most giant smile on my face. One, I'm actually recording this sitting in my closet right now. And I remember sitting in this closet when it was completely empty thinking I wasn't ever going to get any of my stuff back and also not really having any direction in life. And a lot of a lot of ugly cries happened in this closet. But now I'm sitting in a closet that is filled and I just have so much gratitude towards all of it and everything that has happened and transitioned. But where I left off last time with my life update is you know that I went through a really terrible breakup. I went through a pretty emotionally abusive relationship, and that was one of the biggest things that pushed me to move to Denver. And when I did, I decided that I was going to be single for a year. I didn't want to get on dating apps. You know that I didn't want to get on dating apps because I talked about it multiple times on this podcast was I don't, one, I want to be single for one year, like completely single. I didn't want to distract myself. I didn't want to go through the talking, the what's your favorite color phase. I didn't even know who I was at that point. And I knew if I didn't want the same thing to keep repeating, and I didn't want to end up in a situation that I shouldn't be in at all, that I needed to really, really focus on myself. So that's what I did. I went through six months of trauma-informed therapy. I went through six months with a self-discovery coach. I dove deep into the healing and that was all good and well. But when I was starting to work off of my therapy and my self-discovery coach, um, one of them said to me, Katie, you have to understand that healing is 50% of the journey, the messy, the ugly cries, all of those things we do, but the other 50% is going out and finding yourself again. Is starting to have fun in life, is starting to find joy, is starting to create what you want your life to look like. And that's the next step for you. Because the thing is, I had put in the hard work, I had put in the messy. I had been through so many nights where I just remember crying by myself on this air mattress, thinking I would never get over these things. And I wish I could just go hug that version of me now. And I'm actually so proud of her for staying here. I'm so proud of that broken version of me that wanted to go back to comfort in a relationship more than anything because that's all I knew. But I also knew that that was going to lead to a really, really unhappy place. So I stayed here. I pushed through it all. And I found who I am again. I started to do things that scared me. I started to try new things. I started to meet new people. I got out and had fun. You guys saw me rolling down the grass hills with my friends in Denver, going out dancing, all these different things were I got to start to create what I wanted my life to look like. And I think what's even cooler is I started to become the person that I wanted to be in life. I started to peel back the onion on all these layers of myself that I didn't like. You know, the people pleaser, the girl that didn't set boundaries, the girl that tried to show up like everybody else, the girl that had to be perfect. It was like, no, that isn't me. And now I get to show the most authentic, imperfect version of me But nothing has made me happier and more whole and nothing has given me more self-worth than that right there. And I fully believe that is what led me to a relationship that I have never been happier in and a man that is genuinely the man of my dreams. And what's so crazy about this whole story is that you were part of it. You were not only there for me through it all, but you were part of the manifestation process. And I had so many of you reach out to me as I was opening up about not wanting to date and not wanting to get on dating apps and wanting to do my own thing. And I said over and over again, I'm going to meet somebody drinking coffee. I got messages about that. I got messages saying, I wish I could do that. Like that's my dream is to meet a guy in a grocery store drinking coffee. And this is an ideal situation. But I think that we believe as women that this is not going to happen. This is a fairy tale land. And I'm telling you that it's not. It 100% can happen. So let's sort of circle back to my phase of being committed to not dating for a year. To be honest, even after the year was up, I wasn't super interested in dating. I had done so much work in that time that I was so happy and content with who I was to the point where even my friends were like, Katie, when are you going to start dating? When are you going to get on dating apps? We get it. It's been a year. You did it. Great. Congratulations. But like, Let's get a move on. We love hanging out with you, but we would also like love to double date with you. So can we like at least start putting yourself out there? And here is the thing. I am not against dating apps at all. I have so many close girlfriends that have met their significant others or their partners on dating apps. I think it's really up to the individual on what aligns with you. It's understanding that I was going through a phase in my life where I was showing up as me fully as me like the most authentic version of myself I was being vulnerable and I was also at a point where connection was so important to me and really that in-person connection I just got to this phase in my life this season in my life where I wasn't willing to accept superficial I wasn't willing to accept anything less than what I wanted. And I knew what I wanted wasn't asking for too much. And that was a really cool place to be because in my past relationships, I always felt like I was asking for too much or being too much, too much this, too emotional, too sensitive. And I was finally at a place in my life where I was so secure with who I was as a person and with what I wanted that to me, dating apps would have not been honoring that because I don't want to swipe Based off the way somebody looks. And I don't want somebody to swipe based off the way that I look. I want to be able to create connection with somebody, whether that's friendship, whether that's, hey, you're not for me, or whether that's, you're the one for me. It was something that I really craved, and doing the dating apps just wouldn't at all align for that. But I said, I'm going to meet someone drinking coffee. However, one of my friends called me out and I'm gonna name her. So I was at lunch with Jordan and Kelsey, my good girlfriends here in Denver, and they were like, Okay, Katie, you're gonna meet somebody drinking coffee. When was the last time you walked into a coffee shop? <laughs> and I was like, Fair enough, probably probably two months ago. So they're like, How the hell are you gonna meet somebody drinking coffee if you don't even put yourself in those situations or put yourself in coffee shops? It was like I had this you know movie picture in my head that I was going to get approached at a coffee shop and this guy was going to sweep me off my feet and that's really what I what I had in my head that's what I thought and I kept saying it over and over again I don't even know why because I was at a point in my life where I had given up coffee but I had told myself this is what was going to happen and I was manifesting it without even realizing what was happening I don't know that I've ever repeated something like that without a expectation attached to it, right? I'm, I'm not a big woo-woo girl, but when you're manifesting things, you're not supposed to have this massive expectation that you're holding on to. And I really didn't with this. I just kept sort of putting it out there just like that. And what's really crazy is around June of last year, I met a guy at the coffee machine downstairs in my apartment. So apartments in in cities are different than I'm used to in the suburbs in Michigan. And in Michigan, apartments are very like cut and dry, standard. You have your apartment and that is it. There's a leasing office, done. But in the city, there are these common areas. There's a workspace for people that are work from home. There's chairs, there's couches, there's a big coffee machine. So I was occasionally drinking coffee some mornings I just needed it and I started to recognize him downstairs working downstairs and I remember saying hi to him and being like oh my gosh like he's so cute and so I started going down to the coffee machine more often my friends love to tell this story because they think it's hilarious because they were with me through it all. What was going on is I wanted to see Max. So I was going down to the coffee machine in the morning, getting coffee, coming upstairs and literally dumping it out in the sink just so I could see him or say hi to him. And come to find out he was trying to get down there earlier in the mornings because he knew that's when i was down there i'm a morning person so he could see me too and we secretly started to have these like massive crushes on each other without really the other person knowing we kind of had those vibes but we were also both really hesitant like he was coming out of a divorce you know maybe a year prior I was coming out of a divorce and then a failed relationship, and I was in my single era where I was going to be single for a year, and, and a year hadn't hit yet. So I had zero expectations of this, and I actually didn't really want it to go further because of that, because I was so set on hitting that one year being single. But what happened because of that was so authentic and genuine and almost innocent that it makes me love our love story even more. So we started with just little highs here and there. And those highs turned into, you know, one-minute conversations, then two-minute conversations, then maybe five minutes while we had our coffee. And it was almost these little mini connections and these little mini, I guess, dates without us even knowing they were dates or placing expectations on each other we were just really getting to know each other. That was last year, June, July, August, September. Fast forward to October, we've been chatting in the mornings for like four months now. And I went out to dinner with my friends and they said, Katie, it's been over a year now. They gave me the whole spiel again of, you gotta get on a dating app, congratulations, you made it, but like, what are you doing? We want to see you put yourself out there. We get that you're happy, but like also they they know that I want to be with somebody and I want to have a family and I want to have a marriage. And it's not that I'm putting these massive timelines on my life, but they knew that it was something that was important to me eventually. I just was in this phase where I didn't want to rush or force anything. And they knew about Max because I had been talking about him for a long time. We actually called him Coffee Max, which he knows this now. So I said, Look, there's Coffee Max. Him and I are still saying hi in the mornings, but it has been four months and this man has not asked me out on a date. He hasn't asked me out. I don't know what to do. I think, I guess I'm getting friend zoned. I don't know. I'm sort of friend zoning him too. And they said, You have to make the first move. You have to ask him out on a date. And I was like, Absolutely not. This is not happening. I've never asked a guy out. I don't know how to ask a guy out. And then as the night went on and they got more drinks in me, they convinced me that I needed to, the next week, go ask him out on a date. So I'm talking myself up to this. They Wait, I'm going to pause. They actually told me that if I didn't ask him out on a date, they were going to create a dating profile for me. So I really had no choice. So that week rolls around. Monday, I'm like talking myself up. He wasn't downstairs. And I was like, whew, that's a sign. I wasn't meant to ask him on a date today. I don't know. I think I feel like a couple of days went by and finally he was downstairs and I was like sweating. I mean, this might not be a big deal for some girls, but I've never genuinely asked a guy out on a first date. So we're talking the usual, the normal, and I just said, hey, would you want to go out for a drink sometime? And he was like, absolutely. And we laugh about this situation now because he, to this day, claims that he was so close to asking me out on a date, and he was hyping himself up too, but he gets no credit for that. I get full 100% credit for asking him out on the first date, and I told him I will never let him hear the end of it, but what happened after that was we went, we got drinks that weekend, and it was so easy because at this point, we really felt like we knew each other, and the conversation got to go even deeper. We got to see each other's personalities, jokes, sarcasm a little bit more, And then we were talking about when is the next time we were going to see each other and unbeknownst to us he was going back to sacramento for three and a half weeks which is his home and then i was going back to michigan for three and a half weeks so we weren't going to see each other for seven weeks and in my head i'm thinking okay first date with this guy. It took us four months to even get on this date. I have all these like butterflies in my stomach and he's literally so awesome. But I doubt that we're going to even stay in touch in seven weeks. I don't get to see him like this definitely isn't going to happen. And what happened was we ended up talking almost every single day. We were texting those texts. By the end of my trip, those texts turned into phone calls and still just having this depth and connection. So at this point, we are like over five months into talking. We've gone on one date and I got back from Michigan in the end of December. And the rest is kind of history. I mean, we just really knew at that point that We have this special connection and it's just grown and grown and grown into something that I honestly couldn't even dream of. The way Max treats me is better than I've ever been treated before. I've never in my life had somebody make my nervous system feel just so safe and so secure. He goes out of his way without me even asking. And to him, that's the bare minimum. And what's crazy is my past relationship, I would have to literally like beg for the absolute bare minimum. And Max's bare minimum is like 10,000 steps ahead of that. He just cares so much. I'll use this one example because I think it's so sweet. And this is really where I knew that he was so different from any other guy is in January, maybe three weeks into January, my grandpa on my dad's side passed away. It was my last grandparent, and I flew into Michigan, drove to Ohio to be able to attend the funeral. And he had watched my puppy the whole time that I was gone for me, and he was picking me up from the airport on the way back. In Michigan, when we pick people up from the airport, anybody that's ever picked me up for the airport or that I've picked up, I just swing in and chuck my suitcase in the car and they pick me up and that's what I had in my head. But that's not how Max works. He's so traditional, he's so sweet and he really is just the most thoughtful person. So in Denver, there's a lot of different big like sections of the airport, big terminals, and you have to, no matter where your flight is getting off of, you have to take a transit to where the, the luggage is and where security is and all the different things. So I took the tram there thinking I'm going to grab my luggage, meet him outside. I get off the tram and he's waiting for me in the airport. He's parked the car. He's waiting for me. He knows what bag, what baggage claim my bag is coming into. And he also has snacks and water for me in the car. And I was shocked. I mean, I could not believe that he did this. And he couldn't believe that I was surprised. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm picking you up from the airport. This is no big deal. This is his normal. And I have just never in my life experienced anything like that. And that's just like one little blip of the sweet, amazing things that he does for me all the time. I've, I've never been loved like this. I've never felt like this for anybody. And what I think is, is coolest about that, I, I'm not just sitting on this podcast here to like tell my sappy love story. Um... But I just want anybody listening to know that we don't have to settle for something that doesn't feel right. We don't have to settle for a relationship that doesn't feel right, that constantly makes us question ourselves, that makes us feel insecure, that doesn't make us feel safe. These aren't normal things, but we've accepted these as normal. If being on dating apps doesn't feel good to you, it is possible to meet somebody outside of that. I think it takes releasing expectations and I also think it takes, you know, really finding who you are in order to be able to find who you are with somebody else. What was really cool with with Max and I is that we had done the work. And in a lot of relationships, you have two broken people trying to fix each other. And in our situation, you had two really whole people that knew that our lives would be better with each other in it versus without it. And that made this so much better. And and there's always going to be situations where, look, we're 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 all broken. We're all still growing. We're all still working on things. And it's not that you get with somebody that's going to help you fix those things. You find somebody that knows how to keep you safe. And that knows how to hold space for the insecurities and hold space for the broken parts of you and be able to help you navigate those. And that's really what I think we should all be looking for. And so if you learned anything from this entire podcast, and I know I'm going to get so many messages saying that you're so happy for me, and I love and appreciate that so much. I want what I'm feeling. I want every person to have this feeling because I didn't know this existed I had this conversation with my mom. By the way, my mom calls Max, Maximilian because she says he's one in a million. If that's not a mama salty thing to say, I have no idea what is, but I was telling her that I probably wouldn't have wasted so much time in my life if I knew that guys like Max existed and if I knew that feelings like this really existed. Because I think in my past relationships, I know in my past relationships, I was forcing them to work or I was settling for something that I knew wasn't right. And being in a situation where I can follow what I want authentically and who I am and how I want to find it and it actually work out proves to me that these things do exist. So if you've given up hope that like these love stories exist, I hope this gave you a little bit of hope. And I also hope that you are recognizing that what you want can happen and you don't have to do it how everybody else wants you to do it and you don't have to be on a certain timeline. I think as women, we feel so much pressure on these strict timelines and have to do this and have to do that. And the guys have to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, what if we just released all of that? What if we just released all the pressure and we were able to actually be ourselves and show up as who we wanna be and filter the guys that we actually want and not settle for less and be able to do things how we want, whether that's a dating app or whether that's meeting somebody in person. I hope this episode gives you full permission to do things how you want and roll with life on whatever feels good for you. Because I promise you, if you are following what feels good for you and what feels the most authentic for you, you will always end up in a place where you are happier.